finally interviews Batman. Hi, this is Burt Ward, Robin from the TV series Batman. You're listening to TV Confidential. Wowie zowie, it's fantastic. A public defender is an attorney employed by the community and responsible for giving legal aid without cost to any person who seeks it and is financially unable to employ private counsel. Greg Airbar is with us for another look at recently released DVD and streaming titles that we think you'll find of interest. Greg, of course, is a two-time Grammy-nominated and multiple Addy Award-winning writer for television, animation, advertising, and publishing for Disney, Warner Brothers, and Universal. He is also co-author, along with Tim Hollis, of Mousetracks, the story of Walt Disney Records. You can read Greg Airbar twice a month at cartoonresearch.com. What do you have for us today? Of a title I can't say without sounding stentorian. Public Defender. <laughs> <laughs> Public Defender is a very important part of the judicial system, and it started many years ago in this area. I happen to have a map right here with little dots on it. It's a, um, we're making fun of the style, but it is a very, uh, how should I say it? It is a quintessential 1950s, type of drama in that it's, shall I say, at least when you look at it from 2021 eyes or even eyes from the last 30 years, it's a little um, melodramatic. It's very highly stylized and as is the case with a lot of 30-minute dramatic shows from the first decade or so of television, it's written differently. Um, yes. If this were an hour, if if this were written today, they would take into consideration the audience's ability to assimilate a, a certain level of sophisticated storyline. Back in the first decade of television, and I think you'll concur with me on this, Greg, because the networks and to some extent uh, the studios and the producers of these shows weren't sure that people would stay tuned. So they did their best to make it as easy for them as possible, even if it's telegraphing plot points every five or 10 minutes into the storyline. And to some degree, that's what's going on with a show like Public Defender. That's exactly right. And these programs were a almost 50-50 combination of radio drama and B-movie drama. Yeah. Because, and and those were interchangeable as well because you had radio shows that were made into B-movies and vice versa. You had Boston Blackie, which was made back and forth. Greg Gildersleeve was made into movies. Um, some of them started out one way, became another. And so television shows, especially these, are not that far different from just shorter B movies with many of the same actors that cut their teeth in the B movie trade and also moved quite easily into radio. Um, the star of, of a public defender was Reed Hadley. <laughs> I, I mean, what a great, I wish I had his name. Hi, I'm Reed Hadley. It immediately makes you sound good to have that name. It's a great superhero name. Yes, yes, and I and I, I you know what I I am sorry to say I've got to I've got to click and look up who he played because he did have a show. Well, he played he was public defender. Yes, but he had a radio show 
where he used his deep voice quite well. He was on another show called Frontier Town on television, but he was best known as Red Rider on radio. Okay. It was a very, very popular show. Well, this, this, this stems with a topic that we've discussed more than once on, on our segment, Greg, in, in that one of the fun things about these early shows, uh, these the shows from the first 10, 15 years of television is style aside, it's great to see a lot of these old time radio actors given screen roles, A, mm-hmm. and B, it was a great time to be an actor, period, particularly an actor who was, you know, perhaps starting off his or her screen career because there were, there were so many opportunities available to you with um, network television shows or first-run syndicated shows, and because they made so many per year, far more than they make today, if you did well in episode one of Public Defender uh, and you made a good impression, and if you were available later in the season or the following season, they would bring you back. So if you're a working actor and you you catch the attention of a successful producer, you're guaranteed maybe three or four gigs a year, which is a good thing. That's exactly what would happen with an actor, for example, like Denver Pyle, who is, I would say, almost unrecognizable as a young actor on season one and season two of Public Defender. He doesn't look like Denver Pyle that we usually know from the 60s and the 70s. Well, he certainly um, doesn't look like Denver Denver Pyle as Uncle Jesse because Uncle Jesse was a little heavier and Uncle Jesse had that mountain man beard. Uh, whereas yes. in in the 50s and early 60s, the, you know, the Public Defender era, the Perry Mason era, and to some extent, the Quinn Martin era, uh, Denver Pyle was one of those actors who, who we just talked about who worked frequently on these shows because he was reliable and he was versatile and that he could play both a, a sympathetic character and he could play a villain or, or a character with shadings, as, as, as they like to say. Yes, and there were all of those wonderful actors from uh, radio who you rarely got to see otherwise on these shows. Uh, for example, Julie Bennett uh, was an actress who, she was probably best known to Hanna-Barbera fans as the voice of uh, Cindy Bear, but she didn't do a lot of on-camera. She was in an episode. Uh, then you've got uh, oh, people like uh, Bill Goodwin, who did a lot of B-movies and guest roles but was very, very popular and well-known on radio as an announcer, especially on the Burns and Allen show. He was an integral part of that show, but he became a character actor in the 50s, and he's on this playing a uh, a dear-do-well kind of uh, lovable criminal type and more of the, one of the more, um, they do occasional comedy kind of shows, and he was in one of those more comical shows. So you'd see people like that, and, and so that's what's kind of fun. You'd say, oh, well, that's who that person looks like. That's not what I thought they looked like. And then there's those wonderful, wonderful actors that we all love well into the 60s, like Virginia Christine, who was Mrs. Olsen on the Folgers commercials, and 
Whit Bissell, you can't go wrong. With Whit Bissell's just, you know, he's money in the bank. Yes. Good old Whit Bissell. Virginia Christine, Whit Bissell, Bill Goodwin, Denver Pyle, and of course, Reed Hadley are among the many familiar faces that you can see in season one and season two of Public Defender, Public Defender, one of the early half-an-hour dramas from the Golden Age of Television, Season 1 and Season 2 of Public Defender, available on DVD through Classic Flicks. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Uh, now, was this, and, and again, I'm going off memory. I'm not Googling or I'm not pulling any of my reference books, but if I remember correctly, Public Defender premiered around the same time of Dragnet maybe a couple of years later. And so it it sort of emulated the Jack Webb style and that it was straight from the files. Although if they had a couple of offbeat or comedic types, it sounded like it was, it was also an attempt to portray, you know, some degree of reality because not all public defenders cases are hard hitting criminal types. Sometimes, you know, you get a couple of head scratchers. Yeah, uh, once in a while they'll do an episode about somebody just trying to pay their bills and being uh, accused of not paying their bills and losing their job. There'll be a few that are not always about major criminal offenses, just a couple. But uh, your point earlier about how shows were sort of evolving and figuring out what they were as they moved out of B-movies and radio, season one and season two, both of which are on uh, DVD, they're different in that they probably figured out how to format them differently. The first season is more of an anthology with much more narration. There you go with that radio thing. And Reed Adley is really relating these cases. And you get a lot more of guest public defenders out in the field doing things. For example, you might have Hugh Beaumont playing uh, one of the people on staff who was working on a case and then... Reed Hadley's character uh, will check in with him and then he'll he'll at the very end do a kind of a Jack Webb thing where he will say the case was taken care of and everybody was fine. And But sometimes they'll lose. Sometimes it isn't like Perry Mason. Sometimes things don't get fully resolved. There are there are a few disturbing cases um, where, for example, there was one with um, Patrick O'Neill. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he went in for a minor offense. He was he was being held for a minor offense, and they asked him to stand in a lineup. And then a group of potential jurors were asked to identify a criminal, and one lady started just making generalizations about just what she thought a criminal type was, and her opinions started swaying the other people, and she started positively identifying this man and he'd never had anything, any charges against him. And suddenly he was the number one suspect. And it was kind of a nightmarish situation. So one of the ways I like to describe this type of art, and anything like this is an art form, is, and this goes back to my college days, or, or Cahier du Cinema. If you're looking at a French film or, or a silent film, if you're watching TCM at any hours of the night and you have different commentators explaining these things to you, they'll use the phrase, the language of film. And it's the same thing with television. They have their own kind of language. And that's not necessarily a spoken language, but it's the language of how they storytell. So you can't, you can't compare, you know, an episode of ER 
to an episode of The Nurses. You, you know, it's not, it's not the same era, and they told stories different. But the level of drama and the level of tension and how they can grip you dramatically is still very valid. And we got very caught up in that particular episode and wanted to see what happened and stopped concentrating on just how, quote, dated it seemed in the histrionic melodramatic style of the day. Because you can, you can, I'll bet you a cookie in 20 years, the style of today's television with people walking through hallways and, and the quick cuts and the four stories per episode and all of that format, that's a present day format. That will not be the format in a couple of decades. So it doesn't mean it's an invalid format. It just means that is their language of storytelling. Public Defender with Reed Hadley is not a French film, but it is an art form. Both season one and season two of Public Defender available on DVD through Classic Flicks, only the classics. Any extra features to speak of, or is the fact that, that, that the complete series is available, or at least the first two seasons available, is that extra feature enough? In itself that's pretty much it uh it's it's a really cool thing to see because um like blondie which we talked about the uh, 50 series a few weeks back uh this is from the hal roach studios again b movies low budget movies that transitioned in their style to television they look fabulous and there are a few instances where they had to substitute some frames where they couldn't find them they did their level best to really make this look wonderful. This probably never looked good on local television in bicycle prints. So this really looks good. And some of it still has the, a few of them still have the commercials for the cigarettes because um, uh, the, the uh, Bart Matthews played by Reed Hadley always has a, he always has a cigarette going because it was sponsored by the Lucky Strike people. And sometimes it has the on the road song and the, no, not Lucky Strike, Philip Marius. At the end, it has the, the, the little guy saying uh, that at the end. And in addition to people that we mentioned, the, the character actors, a lot of very famous names that came out of it. Tavares Kelly, Dwayne Hickman, um, Alan Hale from Gilligan's Island, Phyllis Coates was in one of them. And, uh, uh, of course, the, the one from Blue Velvets. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper is in one of them, and he's, he's like 18. Uh, you have also... Um, a lot of young children who grew up playing teenagers, Jimmy Lydon, a lot of those little rascal actors who've grown up. And, and you've got very young actors like Natalie Wood playing uh, distressed teenagers and things like that. So uh, uh, Daryl Hickman's in another one as well. So there's a lot of uh, very famous people before and a lot of people who uh, in the 30s and 20s even were, were famous. So it's a very nice Hollywood capsule. Oh, and the Charles Bronson is a one. Natalie Wood, Dwayne Hickman, Alan Hale, DeForest Kelly, Dennis Hopper, Denver Pyle, Phyllis Coates, and Charles Bronson among the many familiar faces in Public Defender, starring Reed Hadley. Uh, season one and season two of Public Defender available through Classic flicks.com as well as amazon.com speaking of charles bronson we have another half hour drama from the golden age television that we'll talk about that would be man with a camera the only weekly television series starring charles bronson we'll talk about man with a camera when we continue our dvd and streaming report with greg airbar 
You're on TV Confidential. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. One more item if you love Ella Fitzgerald. Our friend Jeffrey Mark celebrates the music of the First Lady of Song every week on Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella. You can hear Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella on Megaphone and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.